Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome, new listeners, to I Seem Fun, the Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast. I have been doing this podcast since April of 2013, and I have always been a podcast fanatic. I love listening to podcasts. I love hearing people talk about their lives. And the reason I started this podcast was at the time I was on a TV show called Chelsea Lately where I was appearing nightly making jokes about celebrities. And then people could also see me on Drunk History where I was getting wasted talking about history. And nobody really seemed to know who I was. Did they think people thought I was drunk like that all the time or they thought, oh, Jen only cares about Lindsay Lohan. And I felt like, you know what? I really want people to know who I am. And unfortunately, when I was on the road a lot, people would be at my shows screaming out, let's get drunk or whatever. And I thought, oh, they don't really know me. I'm not that fun. And so as a joke, I said, I'm going to do a podcast called I Seem Fun, meaning, but I'm not. And then I called it the Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast because it was supposed to be a once a week and it still is solo podcast where I talk about what went on with me during the week, whether it's serious or silly you know, kind of curmudgeon complaining, whether it's something going on in the world, something political. I've cried on this podcast. I've taken you guys deep into my life, breakups and get-back-togethers and family stuff. It's just like your friend talking to you who's rude and doesn't let you get a word in edgewise. And it's off the top of my head every week. I prepare briefly the topics I want to talk about, but that's it. It's just a fun free-for-all where you can just see the real me. And, uh, I hope you enjoy it. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can listen on Google Play. You can listen on Stitcher. You can listen on SoundCloud. And uh, I'll give you a review from the Onion AV Club. What makes I Seem Fun? The Diary of Jen Cockman. See, I can't even advertise my own fucking show. What makes I Seem Fun? The Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast funny is Kirkman's inherent knack for cultivating conflict, even talking into a microphone in a room by herself. Whether she's dissecting a negative iTunes review from an angry Christian or seriously considering a class action lawsuit against Robin Thicke for being gross, Kirkman is eternally embattled, but she tempers her cynicism with sweetness, and more often than not, she's right. That is from the Onion AV Club. So if you're curious, well, I guess you can start with this episode and go through the backlog. If you want to stay, here comes the podcast. You're about to get on the ride. I see fun. I see fun. The Diary of Jeff Kirkman Podcast. I seem fun. The Diary of Jen Kirkman Podcast, episode 240. This is part two of listener email advice <laughs> with me and... Allison Castillo. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know why that was so dramatic. It w- I appreciate it. Now, last week was dramatic. We had a lot of just emotions. Emotion. We had all the feels, as the kids say. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to vamp right now while I look for something. Okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to iTunes and you're going to rate this podcast five stars. And you're also going to follow it on Twitter at I Seem Fun Podcast, Facebook.com slash I Seem Fun Podcast. This is a notice for my Los Angeles people, my show Lab Test, where I work out new material. I have two surprise guests, but I'll tell you who they are. It's uh, Andy Kindler and Jay Elvis Weinstein, because I'm a big fan of their podcast, Whoa. Thought Spiral. And that's I think a they'll show, be fun. Guys. That's yeah. a show. I think that'll be fun, and I'm making them work out new material. Uh, and so they'll be there. I'll be there. It's a special Friday night edition. Normally it's Wednesday nights, so leave work early. It's at 7 o'clock. We'll see you there. I think there are... Which Friday is it? Fri- oh, sorry. Friday, June 29th. June, I'm writing this down on my notes, guys. There's only um, 14 tickets left. Now, it's a small room. It only seats 50. I'm very excited. But it's never not sold out. I've been doing it since last January. I only meant to do the show twice, and it kept coming back by popular demand. Snowballed. I mean, so I really can't have you guys not coming. So, Why wouldn't you come? 
And last time I did the show, somebody bought a block of 25 tickets and didn't show up. And I thought I was being pranked by Russia. (laughs) But it was really someone in Texas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Remember I was was explaining? I know. The whole thing was a mystery. It was was sad, and I don't like it. So I want this one to be full and fun. Let's make it standing room only, guys. I'll be in the back. You can come meet the advice givers. I know you don't care about me, but come say hi to both of us. They do. They love you. Um, Did you do the show last time? No. I not the last one. I did it maybe the one before. Oh, okay. We'll have to get you. We'll have to get you back. I'd love to come back. Um, so then, you guys are hearing high-powered comedy book. Yeah, this is this is how deals are made. Just like <laughs> Kim Jong Un and Donald Trump. The Shake. Oh. Rattle and roll. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe we should turn this into a newscast. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, well, that's the news. And then the other thing. Oh, London. When does this come out? Oh, shit. The show would have already happened by then. It was great. It was amazing. Wait, hang on. When does this come out? Um, hang on. I'm looking at my thing or do. This comes out on, oh, yeah, the June 26th. Okay. Well, that's that. All righty, people. Ooh-ooh. Wait. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I think there was something else I'm supposed to say. Oh, I'm part of All Things Comedy. Go to allthingscomedy.com and look at all the other great podcasts or listen to them. I wouldn't look at them. They probably won't get much out of that. Um let us be gone. All right, let's see. I'm starting the timer so that we don't spend yeah, nine hours gonna, on each question. We're going to try to do this in a more. All right, now these are fashion. these are more silly today. Um, some of them are serious, lighthearted. Let's get lighthearted advice. Let's do it. This person wants to know what to do with fifty thousand um, dollars. Send it to me. <laughs> Done. Next. Please don't use my name. I won't. I am a 26-year-old man living in the city where I grew up. I have had some tepid success in my field and have worked steadily since high school, didn't go to college, while never living very far beyond my means. As a result, I have saved up a not insubstantial amount of money, around $50,000. Pretty good for 26. I mean, that's freaking amazing. for working like eight years. I'm proud of him. I don't know about your tepid success, but this is total success, sir. I remember my cousin, my younger, he's only younger by a couple of years. He's like this. When we were little... He, like, never wanted to go into his piggy bank. He was obsessed with savings. And while he never has worked a job that's going to make you a millionaire, he has a beautiful home. He has saved since he was a kid. Um, Yeah. And I don't own anything. Okay. All that said, I'm not particularly satisfied with my life at present and would like to make some lasting changes for the better. So I suppose my question is, if you were my age with my nest egg, what would you do to make yourself happy? Put it all somewhere safe, flip your whole life upside down like a snow globe and see what happens, travel, get educated in a new field. Or keep what I'm doing and invest more heavily in self-care. I'm open to suggestions. <clears throat> wow, that's a big question. The world is our oyster on this one. Now, I will tell you what I would have done because I was a big money oh, waster yeah. and I got myself into like $40,000 in debt. I think about that so long ago, but go ahead. how broke I was? And it was just like... We what, all were. But like even as an adult, I was just like, it caught up to me and I was like, now I'm $40 million in debt. <laughs> so I, old me, would just take that money and live like there's no tomorrow. So... Mm-hmm. I can tell you from the other side that it doesn't maybe not the best doesn't idea. Work out. Okay, I, I mean, don't really know because I don't know what this guy wants to do with his life. So I would de- well, first of all, I would say yeah, do some traveling. Like you have a great that's a lot of money. So go take a nice trip for yourself. Like go do something fun, see a part of the world you haven't seen, mm-hmm. and it won't blow the nest egg. And you'll what do you what do you put at that ten k for the the world travel trip? Like maybe are he we goes- do- <laughs> is it a world travel trip or I'm picturing like. Go to some, not necessarily English-speaking countries in Europe, but countries where... Like, do a little tour. Yeah, where people will speak English to you so you don't have to, like, freak out. So, like, maybe you go to Italy, Germany, Amsterdam, France, London. Prague. Prague. Like, just go all over Europe, Spain. Budapest. Exactly. Um, Like, I don't think a vacation, like, sit on the beach on Cabo kind of vacation. No, I think, like, do some traveling. Yeah, like, travel, travel. Not just a beach. Unless you love the beach and then go sit on the beach, you know, like... Yeah, go to Greece. But... Um, like Jen is saying, I would not blow it all. I wouldn't completely, I mean, I think a good, it sounds like you're a really great planner. It sounds like you're thinking of your future, which is something not a lot of people your age do. Certainly I did not. Yeah. And so I think if you are not particularly happy in your job, it sounds like you're kind of so-so on it that maybe getting educated in a new field, that's something you should start looking into because think about where you want to be 10 years from now. I mean, I know that's a long time, but just think about like do, 10 years, do I want to still be at this company doing this thing? And I think this notion of like 
I know he was just listing options, but when he says flip your life upside down like a snow globe and see what happens, I would say you don't even need to do that to get the full effect of it feeling like your life right. is full. Even one small change can feel like, oh my God, I just turned my life around. I totally I'm agree. I'm filing my nails because this this they're breaking. Um, but um, I do yeah. think heavily, invest more heavily in self-care, of course, and that doesn't have to cost a lot of money, guys. It certainly doesn't. It does not. There's so many things you could do. So, you know, even just that massage. Oh, I thought you were trying to get to the Talkspace ad before. Oh, no, but if you want to do that. Well, we are sponsored by Talkspace, which is affordable therapy. We'll talk about later. Go do that. But yeah, I think Allison's right. If you're, get educated in a new field sounds cool. It's also like, why not? You can always stop if you don't like it. Like you have this job, you're obviously good at saving money because that is a lot of money. So why not? At this job, this steady gig that you have already, look into what's next. And is if this is all in just savings account, maybe take ten and start a you might IRA retirement. Invest, so, yeah, blah 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 blah. Yeah, maybe get a little financial advice. And that whole going. thing of like, I don't want to put my money into bad things that support this. Look, everything we do is horrible. Who says that? I don't, I well, just that I used to be like that. Like I'm only using credit unions, and I'm not okay. investing in stock market because <laughs> it's all evil, and they're building oh. bombs. And they're, you know what? Fine, I don't care. Yeah. I, no one is taking care of me but me, and I, I need a fucking 401k. thought that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh, and that's probably why, as people get older, they get more conservative, and why people uh, call people my age corporate whores for wanting <laughs> a little security so that no, she can take we, care of herself during... Sorry, we just call you a whore. Oh. And there's no corporate. <laughs> um, so good luck, though. Good luck with that. Bon voyage, too. Take that trip. And it sounds like he's the type of guy that's not going to blow it like on the yeah. four seasons. When I don't he goes think you're going to buy one of those cars where the doors open up sideways or whatever. So a I'm DeLorean. not too worried about you. Yes, that one. <laughs> I only know that from Back to the Future. I know. I'm just dumb. <laughs> Here's one in the same area. And why do people ask these things? I, I have no answers. Um, I think it's going to be, should I stay in college? Oh, this one, yeah. Hoping to get advice about whether I should continue going to college. I'm 19 years old and about to finish my first year. I still live with my dad, and I'm going to school for free as long as I can keep my grades up. Uh, I hate school, though. The only reason I don't quit is my dad. I don't want to disappoint him. Eh, well, that's not a reason to do anything. But it's hard to wake <laughs> up every day and do something I hate just to make someone else happy. Truth. Then there's also like, hey, like our feelings can be intense and don't overreact to them and be like, I hate it. I'm only doing it to make him happy. Like, calm down there, too. My dad's biggest concern, and it is understandable, is that I don't really have a plan if I quit college. I'm only 19 and still don't fully know what I want to do with my life. My dream is to work in the film industry, which I know is highly unlikely to work out. That's not true. There's a lot of jobs you can have. But I don't really have much of a backup plan, which is what my dad says college is. And I agree, but what am I supposed to study? What am I supposed to get a degree in? My only interests are entertainment, so everything I'm doing in school feels like a waste of time. My dad says I can't just move to L.A. He says I have to get a degree that gets me a good job, so ultimately I can move to L.A. and then start focusing. No, no, no. I... I Okay, first, I'm just going to stop in the middle. This notion that you're going to get okay. a good-paying job when you get out of college... <clears throat> oh, that's just a lie. ...is a lie. In, in some other industry that isn't film, you're, you're take, you have a passion for something, you're taking yourself out of the game every second you don't try, and you, you will know when you get to L.A. and start pursuing it, you'll see how hard it is, which is always a good gauge of how badly mm-hmm. do I want it. If it's too hard and you're like, you know what, I don't want it that bad, you've got to do it now and see how you feel. And while you have the fucking energy. And this notion that you should only move to L.A. if you have enough money from a good job, you get a job when you get to L.A. Like, your dad has some ideas about how things work, but they're very linear and they're very one way to do things. And he's probably right, but... Oh, sorry, you're raising your hand. And the last thing I would say (laughs) is, is it seems like your real question is, I'm afraid to leave the security of my dad paying for things. That's a nice take. Yeah. Okay, but I was going to just throw in that I don't understand why you're not studying film in college. Exactly. I have a feeling what I'm gathering and is that his dad is not going to pay for that kind of school. Oh, okay. I wish we knew what you were studying and why you're not studying film because can't you just sit down and talk to your dad about like, okay, I want to move to LA. If you get into a film program, maybe he'll pay for college. You get a job, you pay for your housing and other stuff. Like What's try yeah. that? Like try at least try. I mean, because you went to Emerson, yeah, Jen, not you, sir. You, I don't know where you go, <laughs> but Jen, and, and you actually studied the thing that you were going. You know, you had preparation. I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really end up using modern dance and theater acting. <laughs> well, but it was but in the you arts. Could say that your yeah. theater, 
you know, lends yeah. itself to what you do now. And I grew, I grew into myself and I knew what I really loved doing and it was solidified by being in that artsy fartsy. But so right. yeah, I have a feeling his dad probably won't pay for film school. So the other option is move to LA and yeah. take some kind of do what you want class on your own or, or whatever. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I, can't, I have a little trouble letting go of the my dad's paying for college because that's like so something that so few people get. Yeah. So I guess I understand exactly where you're coming from, and I think you're making a great point. I would just maybe try to negotiate a little in terms of, yeah. well, dad, let me go to L.A. for a while and see how I feel. And if I really don't want to do film, I'll go back to school. Or yep. please just let me go to film school. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I wish your dad could help you go to film school. Yeah. What if he pays half and you get loans? I mean... Because, you know, that's also not a bad place to make connections for your future, people you might work with in the future, your professors, whatever. So, I don't know. And I always have this thing that, like, people I know that went to film school, they do end up doing stuff. Like, it's a whole track. It's a fast track, I feel. I'm probably wrong. There's probably people that went to film school. Like, no, it's not. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, you know, and nothing's guaranteed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we could die tomorrow. So I don't even know what kind of job he wants, like... There's so many jobs in right. the film industry. You could be a food stylist. Do you want to be a best stylist. boy? Do you want to yeah. be a grip? You could be a lighting guy. You could be a this. I think like one of those is a lighting guy. I'm not sure. Oh, you're uh, right. <laughs> or like, or, but it could have, it could be everything from like I'm carrying equipment right. to like I'm designing editor, the set. Uh, editor, DP. I'm just throwing words out, guys. Don't get too don't get Second, too intimidated. A, a, Second, D, A, B. <laughs> I, um, yes. I, I went to film school. Oh, Aaron. Aaron, so Aaron could, jumping in. Tell me. You could end up uh, recording podcasts. Which is fantastic, uh, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, okay. it, it will take you in many directions. You have but, no idea. Do you, but also, do you need to go to film school? No. To make a movie. That degree doesn't really. Do you? Nobody hires you because you have a degree. You, oh, okay. You, are you glad you went? Or do you, how do you feel about it now? I am because I don't think I was ready to move here. Okay. But and you moved here to go to school? No, no. I, I went to school in San Diego State. Oh, got right. it. So the okay. film school was there. Yeah. Got it. So that was like a little prep to get you to get yourself here. Yeah, yeah. And I needed, I needed to have more hands-on stuff. Yeah. Um, now, did you make your own films on the side? Like, did you want to be a director or a movie mm-hmm. writer? Yeah. So I'm wondering, too, is this kid, like, making his own stuff on the side, too? That would be a... Yeah, that's, that's not going to do anything. But I'm saying it will show that he's passionate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Aaron, do you still pursue, or are you like, okay, I did that, I'm done? Uh, no, I'm just too busy here. I think, and I'm happy here. Oh, so, so, see, that there you go, there you go. And see, that's the thing. When you went to film school, there was no podcast industry really. So, like, yeah, yeah, they were a new just job started. developed yeah. just as you were getting growing. Into mm-hmm. the man you are now. Yeah. <laughs> into the wonderful man that we know as Aaron. Now, if you were in a, f- a film director, would you perhaps put me in a film? Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to make connections, see how it works. <laughs> see how we're doing this now? So why don't the three of us kind of talk after the show about I could, you know, write, Aaron could direct, you could star. That'd be great. Sure. To give me a line, I'll audition for you right now. <laughs> give me a couple lines from your favorite film. Just tell me what they are without a line um... reading and I'll do them for you. It can be man, woman. I mean, we're going to need a new boat. Uh, we're going to need a new boat. <laughs> we're going to need a new boat. Mm. We're going to need a new boat. <laughs> we're going to need a new boat. I mean, there's all different ways Look I could play that. Look at that. That's amazing. Is that from Jaws? Yeah. We're going to need a new is boat. That, it's not bigger? Is that the thing? You're right. It is bigger is boat. Is it? Or yeah. is that? See, I, that's I a great lines. writer. I Wait, don't but, lines. Or is that the thing that people think? Sometimes there's those lines that people We're like, going to need no, a bigger it, boat. It is bigger boat. Okay. Yeah, We're going right. to need a bigger Sorry, boat. Sorry, Aaron. I didn't mean to shame no, you. No, 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 no. This I, is what I, the writer does. international podcast. No, I don't remember uh, movie, <laughs> movie, movie quotes or song lyrics. So oh, I'm with you on that. I know you're... This is perfectly... You're the head writer of the film. You have to remember things like that. Well, Aaron, I think that's invaluable advice it's sort of like it really doesn't matter what this kid does the real issue is his dad has control over him yeah and yeah. Uh, he's got to decide how okay he is with that's that maybe the nut of the thing as it were yeah the yeah. story behind the story and and what i found surprising too in film school was how many people didn't know what they wanted to do mm-hmm. in film they uh, were like right nobody like they were very i thought everyone was going to be a writer director there and a lot weren't. It was kind of nuts. So it was like, if you want to write and direct, go to film school and make that known because <laughs> you'll like, you'll get to get your stuff done. Wow. Oh, interesting. 
Well, yeah, and I think that that's true anywhere. Like, say it, name it, say it, <laughs> do it. Because people will listen. To, they'll take that person seriously and be like, "I guess they're a film director. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. going to give them a lot of yeah films to direct." <laughs> <laughs> they do have a bunch waiting at USC. I heard. <laughs> Um, all right, well, let's move on to... I'm going to skip to the sister in Hong Kong pressures about a visit. Let's do it. Let's get Did into you, it. This is a big one. Okay. Background. <laughs> I have a sister who has lived in Hong Kong for about 15 years. Work took her there. She liked it and stayed. She visits her Canadian family, including me, every other year with her husband and two kids in tow. We all congregate in cottage country for a week or two, and she's here. This summer, my boyfriend and I are renting our own cottage and car during her visit and taking a week away from our jobs. At some point during her visits, my sister will bug me about going to Hong Kong. Can we expect you sometime this year? We have a guest room. You just have to get yourself there. It's been so long since you were in Hong Kong. You could do a side trip to Thailand. I end up feeling pressured a bit guilty and also defensive and annoyed. I've visited three times since she's moved there. That's a lot. And if I had all the time and money in the world, sure, I'd love to go back. The last time I was there, I put everything on my credit card, and it took a long time to pay off. It also didn't feel good to be there and feel like I couldn't spend any money as a tourist. I could maybe find a cheap flight, like 900 bucks, but I would also need to save up to take a week or more off work. As it is, I'm living pretty much month to month with a little saved for emergencies. Also, at this time, I prioritize other things, such as having an art studio and working only four days a week at my day job so that I can be in the studio. I've also started therapy a year ago, and it's the best choice, but it's not cheap. Question, do you think I should stay noncommittal or really level with her about my financial situation? It's no secret that I'm broke. (laughs) Or should I just suck it up, save somehow, and get over to Hong Kong again because YOLO or whatever? Ugh, no. Well, first of all, Jen, mm-hmm. I'm casting you in the role of the sister in our Thank film. Thank you. That was really great read. <laughs> um, well, I circled, um, it also didn't feel good to be there, and I wrote bingo next to that, because I think, like, why would you go if it didn't, if you're going to spend a ton of money and it's not going to feel good to be there? What's the Well, she was saying it didn't feel good to be there, not have enough money to spend. Right. But I also feel like she doesn't also love it. Right. But if she, if she didn't, she's going to go back and yeah, exactly. And if she's going to go back and still not have enough money to spend, she says she's still broke. You know, I think again, the question behind the question is what's up with your relationship with your sister that you're not, you can't sit down with her and say like, yeah, I have no money and I can't please stop pressuring me because this doesn't feel good. And I'll give a perfect example. Shout out to my sister who's who's listening. I'm the one that took myself out from where the family lives. Everyone in my family is on the East coast, Mm -hmm. mostly Massachusetts, New Hampshire of like a hundred people. I'm the only one on the West coast. I'm the only one who goes there for anything. Mm -hmm. When my parents were younger, they'd come visit. When my sister had a different kind of corporate job where she had all the money she visited a couple times, but my parents are older. My sister has a different life now. So I don't expect that everyone comes to me. I'm the one who moved. Right. And I have to go to the East Coast anyway a lot, so I'll go there. So the fact that your entire family's in Canada and your sister comes, that's when she you see her. Like, tough shit, you moved to Hong Kong. <laughs> and you've come three times. Like, right. my sister right now runs her own business, um, teaches horseback riding lessons at her home, the, it costs money to run the business every day. So if she takes time off, she's at a deficit immediately. Right. It's expensive to come visit me. She has to get people to take care of her business while she's gone. And then she loses money every day. So visiting on top of that is like double. The, double so cost, I could yeah. say to her, well, I'll pay for everything. And then she has to go, well, yeah, but that might not actually be what I want to do with my free week. Like if I had free time, I have a whole other plan right. in my head. It, It's not necessarily going to Los Angeles. So I think the real issue is that, like, if you talk to your sister about your financial situation, she might offer up, oh, I'll pay or this and that. And then you have to check in with your gut and go, do I want to go? I really feel like going. Right. That's that's I wrote down. Do you want to go? I mean, that's the first question you should be asking yourself. Yeah. It doesn't sound like you want to. And you're like clinging to the financial thing is I don't mean an excuse because obviously it's true, but just like. You don't even need to defend yourself and you yeah. don't need to talk to her about it. Like, I don't think you should, you definitely shouldn't suck it up and go. Cause YOLO doesn't mean no. you only live once, do what other people want. <laughs> that would be YOLO do, uh, do, 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 do,
Yeah, it's no level that I'm broke. Three times. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, you've gone to Hong Kong three times. How many people have even ever done that? I've never gone once. No, you don't need to go back. I, I. I would just say, hey, stop pressuring me. Yeah. It's not fun. It reminds me of my financial situation, which bums me out. And also, I got to be honest, if I had all the money in the world and all the free time, I might, but I don't. If I had just a little money and a little more free time, I don't think that's what I would do. So just let it be. Let, let it, it be. be. <laughs> let it be. But you definitely don't suck it up and pay for it because... No, fuck that. You don't live your life for others. There you go. That would be... <laughs> Lyle Lafo. Lyle Now, I know you think Elsa is trying to do, do but she just had a stroke. Um, <laughs> a now, genius. Oh, my God. Do you know how... Can you imagine if you were one of those, like... Okay, hang on one sec. <laughs> she moved to Hong Kong. That's her problem. <laughs> no, wait. Hang on. She went to Hong Kong. That's her problem. You're not visiting. Case closed. That's a gong sound That's effect. Amazing. That's instead of my judge Jen Thank in this you. thing. I love it. Now, what if you were annoying, like positive thinking kind of friend, and someone was like, "Allison, I've had a stroke," and you're like, "Maybe it's of genius," and you're like, "No, my left side of my face. <laughs> I need a ride to the hospital." And the, and every time they said stroke, you would just say, "Of, of good genius. luck," or just anything. <laughs> <Right>. <clears throat> okay. Well, this is sort of in the same genre. Which one? Oh. Should she have a baby? French. <laughs> Ooh la 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 la. Oh, um, should she have a baby? This one. Okay. I love babies, and when I see one, my ovaries do a Busby Berkeley-style dance. I thought you'd like that little I reference. do love that. I love that. It's like I didn't say the name right. You did. Busby okay. Berkeley, yeah. Ew, don't picture that. Okay. I think that means that I want a baby. I like toddlers and kids, too. All right. We get it. <laughs> but I'm also inclined to think that I could just wait until the biological urge passes. Sure. In your own experience, I know that you didn't don't want kids, Jen. I'm not new here. Or in observing your peers, is this a common scenario? Can I just wait it out or will I just get more tired and still want kids and be screwed? If I had money to afford daycare and such, I think I'd have a kid right now. I also worry that my relationship couldn't handle the change, and it's weird because even cat vet bills send us into a tizzy. Should I A, get pregnant with current boyfriend we've been together for 10 years, B, break up and get a sperm donor ASAP, C, some other option, D, stress over it for another year? I don't know. I'm going to say E, none of the above. Is that an option? And what would you do just... Um, first of all, I'll never tell somebody if they should have a baby. Like, as long as I live, I would never give you an answer to that, straight up answer oh, to that sure, question. Oh, sure, sure. I don't know. I, you can disagree with me, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the one who's responsible for this. Um, <laughs> I mean, you say you worry that your relationship couldn't handle the change, <laughs> and you've been with this guy 10 years. Have you guys never talked about this? I'm sorry, but like... I, know. Uh, I think you have two separate questions going on here. One is, what's going on in your relationship? Yeah. Are you guys staying together? Do you both want a child? And the fact that she's like, or do I just break up and get a sperm donor? Like, you could just do that real quick and, like, have no feelings about I it. Mean, <laughs> I mean, honey, quick question. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to talk to you about it. It just seems like you're not ready to have a baby. I'm thinking I'm just, can you leave? I'm going to get a sperm donor. I'm, don't worry. I'm not going to fuck him. I'm just going to put a sperm inside me. Um, just one. Just the one. <laughs> just the one. Now, here's what I'm thinking. But you will get, by the way, you will get more tired. I'm just here to tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get more tired. And not just like you're going to get more tired, but like imagine chasing around like a two-year-old kid at like age 45 or whatever. Just think about it for a minute. You probably don't want to do it. Like I'm going to give her some real life experience, strength, and hope from two people in my life, two different types of people. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. <clears throat> Please go. Two stories. Two stories. One lady, two stories. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. My friends, Steve and Andrea, they're over 50. They're probably now 55. Uh, I used to work with Steve at Chelsea Lately. Still a a friend. They're wonderful people. Anyway, Andrea never physically wanted to have a baby. um, And they weren't sure if they were going to have kids or not. They liked their life. Mm -hmm. Also, they... um, are really like don't want to you know spend billions of dollars on something they weren't sure they wanted, mm-hmm. and then they decided that they were actually going to do it, and they decided to adopt, and uh, they awesome. yeah, and even when they were only half sure of like how they were basically like if the child that we are trying to adopt like they wanted like one from a certain place and a certain thing if that comes through great if not fine 
mm-hmm. they knew they had to make the decision a little bit before they're actually ready. Like, right. do you feel ready today to bring a child into your home? No. By the way, because it takes think, a while to get the kid. I don't think anyone. No one's ever ready. Ever feels ready for this. Like, no. It's nice that you're being thoughtful about it. That's yeah. better than not. But I don't think anyone ever feels ready. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, it's Finish fine. your story. So Steve was really like, I, my wife doesn't care about the gender, but I really want a boy. I want to take him to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. And they were having trouble because there's more girls available than boys. And I was saying, Steve, you he's a great feminist guy. He loves musical theater. Like, he likes girly things if we're going to stereotype. Right. And... I said, a boy is physically more rambunctious, and you're going to be 51 when this kid comes. Like, maybe try a girl. Like, just going on stats. And- Meanwhile, they adopt, like, the next Serena Williams. Yeah. And you're like, sorry. <laughs> Oopsie doodles. I interrupt this program. How dare you? <laughs> to tell you about Talkspace. Now, listen, Allison, getting advice from a podcast is great, but wouldn't you it really is. need help? But sometimes you really need help from a professional. Yes. And uh, not everybody can uh, get in their car, drive to therapy. Health insurance can be a problem. Some people, hey, maybe you're shy. You don't want to look at someone in the eye yet. Yeah. I mean. Or yet. Ever. That's why I love our favorite sponsor, Talkspace. They've been with us for over a year. Talkspace is the online therapy company. Go to Talkspace.com slash Jen, T-A-L-K-S-P-A-C-E dot com slash J-E-N, and use the code Jen to get 30 Oh, jeez. $45 off your first Even month. better. 35 Even better than 35 is $45. I, I was told I was getting $35 off. <laughs> I object, sir. <laughs> now, Talkspace is as easy as sending your therapist a message. There's no commutes, no leaving the office, no judgments. You will match with your perfect therapist that you choose. There's over 2000 to choose from. They have master's degrees. This is the real deal. It's a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. If you have a phone or you have a computer, you can use Talkspace. You can use it to get something off your chest, talk about everyday challenges at work or at home, chat about life. You can dig into childhood trauma if you want, but those aren't the only people that need therapy. Again, (laughs) to match with a perfect therapist to talk about the challenges you face, Talkspace.com slash Jen. Use code Jen to get $45 off your first (laughs) month and to show your support for this show. That's Jen. That's Jen. That's Jen. I, I don't know why Talkspace loves us so much. I think because people are using them. But this ad was a shit show with how much I mispronounce things. You know what? what? Don't take that on. Don't take that guilt on. It's fine. Thank you, Allison. You're welcome. Do you yeah. work for Talkspace? I might, I, I might try it out, yeah. I might, I might be called. Talkspace, I'm going to be called. Allison is inspired to become a therapist on Talkspace. Like, <laughs> that's, my, yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> Hello, Talkspace. I'd like to be a therapist. I have I'm no Talkspace. experience. I, well, I'm on a no, podcast. No, I've done the I Seem Fun <laughs> advice but Yeah, that's enough, right? Okay, great. It is not enough. These are real therapists, These licensed real therapists. therapists. And thank God for them. Thank God for them. Stop boring your friends at brunch. Talk to a professional. <laughs> Talkspace.com slash Jen. Thank you. Well, they decided to go for it, and the girl was available right away. Great. They got a girl. He's never been happier. He does all the same things that he thought he could do with a boy. Of course. Um, Thank you. You know, he's trying to get her into Springsteen. I think, you know, that's not a girl or a boy thing. That's just like a thing. <laughs> that's just a jam band thing. But they're happier that they have a less rambunctious kid, even though it's still pretty fucking rambunctious. Yeah, of course. It's a toddler. My other friend, I haven't seen her in years and years, but I used to work with her. She was in her 30s, and she was, she's a great girl, like, but very type A, like, here's my job. I run this web design department at this network. And she couldn't find a man. Like, mm-hmm. she was dating four times a week. She knew what she wanted. And I think men were just like, I don't. She just had a, a way about her that I was like, I don't know if this one's going to find someone exactly for her in the right amount of time because she was 36. So she froze her eggs and then she was like, fuck it. And she just had a baby on her own. She was like, I want this more than the relationship. Mm-hmm. And the right guy will come along that wants to accept me and the kid. So now. These two stories, she, hers was more than a biological urge. It was like, this is what I want to do with my life. Right. I've even had a biological urge here and there, and I certainly uh-huh. have let it pass. But it sounds like you want a child. Yeah. So I would say do it with your boyfriend. You're not going to be ready. But it, I think like if a cat bill sends you into a tizzy, then you're just going to be those frenetic parents where everything sends you into a tizzy. So just accept it. I mean, I'm just, I'm just curious of the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. 
wants it. That's all. She doesn't say. Also, she doesn't say how old she is. So I don't know like how much time you have to think about it. Well, they've been together 10 years. Let's say she's probably 30 30 something. We're just guessing it. Yeah. So you have a little bit of time, but like. But also it sounds like maybe if you're open to adoption, you have all the time in the world. That's true. That's true. Or if you're open to a, you know, so it's like, I would just keep talking to him about it and seeing what he wants. But also, you know, if this is like Jen's saying, if this is what you really yeah. want, then I would start wheels in motion to making it happen. And that might mean with or without your boyfriend, depending on how you both feel about the thing. Yeah, at least you know that you would do this without him. Right. You would. Right. That's a very important thing. So it I've, sounds I've to me. seen women who have let the boyfriend dictate that and then been very sad later on in life. So. Oh, 100%. I've seen that happen, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, and she will get more tired. <laughs> Everybody's getting more tired. Let's just yeah. baseline that one. And she might, like the biological urge might pass as your ovaries weaken and die, <laughs> but you might regret it later in life. I'm just going to say something. I never wanted a baby. I didn't like babies. Mm-hmm. I would close the door on a baby if oh, it came wow. to the house and rang my doorbell. Wow. Totally. Then I got a dog, and then I started being like, oh, maybe I should have had a baby. So you never know what's going to happen. This is why I don't like when my friends get dogs, because they all change. <laughs> like when my married friends who are like, we're never having kids, and they get a dog, yeah, I'm like, I just you're lost just, you. You're going to have a baby. But well, I take I'm personally. never going to have a baby, but like now I like baby feet a lot. Like it's I almost like a problem. I like actual babies. Like <laughs> plural. Because I just think they're so cute and cuddly, but like a two-year-old, I don't want to visit your toddler. They really freak me out. Really? Walking, talking, little babies. Oh, that depends on the kid for me. Mm. I'm just, I'm baby happy. But, but you're then like that, then in the in-between it. stage. Once like, they're 18 months. Bye. Not visiting until they're 15. <laughs> bye, baby. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. This is funny because it's someone who's just kind of more mad at the world. I mean, not in a bad way. Which one? Who? Um, she hates when women change oh, yeah. their name. I just am so with her on this. <laughs> okay. I'm so glad I didn't change my name when I was married, by the way. Yes, me too. Um, here's the deal. I'm an age when many of my peers are getting or been married. Great, wonderful, congrats, et cetera. This is what she wrote. Yeah, that doesn't sound like, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't sound facetious at all or like you don't mean it. The okay. problem is how shocked and angry I feel when many of these women, many of whom I respect and admire, choose to take their new husband's last name. Frankly, it disgusts me. <laughs> I suppose the good feminist should respond to this with a, well, it's her choice and I support whatever she chooses sentiment. And if asked in polite company, this is what I express. Similarly, I also resent the statements of the, well, I have an established career under my name. I am a world-renowned scientist and published 30 papers, five books, blah, blah, blah. By the time I get married, ilk from women who don't change their names. I don't think this argument holds much water. Am I to believe that the world would not be able to function if you change the name on your business card. But the real question is, why does one have to have an established career in order to gain an out from this arcane patriarchal practice? This reasoning still subscribes to an idea that women should be changing their names upon marriage, which in my mind is a sickness. (laughs) For what it's worth, I was the first of anyone my age to get married, didn't have a career when it happened. Now I am obviously a busy businesswoman. We talked about on other episodes. Obviously. I'm not allowed... Uh, it's a, something I used to say about Hallmark movies. I, John Mulaney oh, said oh. it in a special 10 years ago, Busy Businesswoman, <laughs> and it was on Family Guy. Like, it's a thing that's been out there. Uh-huh. And I probably, that's probably where I got it from. So I oh, had to I stop see. saying it. I didn't know um, that. <clears throat> and did not change my name because the wedding happened in an age where I can open a line of credit without a husband. Let's call it the 21st century. I didn't even think I had an opinion on the matter until all of these summer name changes summer name changes popped up in my feed. Now I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? My questions. What is your take (laughs) on the practice of changing names, not changing names or needing some justification to not? What do you make of my frustration with the name changers? Is this just some form of my own internalized misogyny that I need to process? No. If not, how should I get over it and stop judging these women? I don't know. I don't think you should. Is there a good reason for a woman to change her name to her husband's on the occasion of marriage that I'm failing to see? I can think of loads of good reasons to change names in general, but why? Why for marriage? Why, why for marriage? I feel like that's a great song in a musical. Totally. Why, why for marriage? Um, I have to just be honest on this. I know I should try to be more like everybody should do what they want, but I am totally with this woman. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm as angry as she. She seems really pissed off about it. But um, yeah, because that's like something left over from when a woman came with like a cow and like a parcel of land. And, like, the man, like, owned her. Like, she was property, which (laughs) they still do. Um, But... 
I'm with you. And I do understand why someone would say, well, I didn't want to change my name because I had an established career. That I, I totally get that. I don't yeah. think they're saying the world couldn't get along. I think they're saying, like, after 10 years of this, why am I going to be handing you a business card with a different name? It's a little confusing. Yeah. Um, but, and also, like, I mean, to me, the only reason is if you... <laughs> It makes it easier if you're having kids for them to have That's one what I was going to say. But you could just pick to give the kids one of your last names, right? Yeah. You don't have to... Like, the kid could have a different... Right. You, or a hyphenated. Right. With that hyphenated thing, then you're ending up with, like, four so last names, names or some shit. I mean, maybe maybe you can do a combo name. I don't know. But... Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't get why women change their names anymore. I don't... I, I, I feel no. like a kid, like, the middle name should be one of your last names, and the last name should be one of your last names, whichever one sounds best. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, what's, what's funny is my mother, um, did the thing. I think this is something women used to do where she would, her name became Francis Jadik Castillo and Jadik was her maiden name. So she just moved her maiden name into like the middle name slot. Oh yeah. I think like Hillary Rodham Clinton. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I know your password. Now it's like a hyphenate. But I know your password for your bank. Mother's maiden name. Jadik. Oh, (laughs) Do you know my first pet's name? No. That's always a security question. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you, you just came to two women who are totally... I mean, I didn't change my name, but I did say you. stuff like, well, I have a career. But also, like, my husband was Irish. Um, I mean, he was American, but his family, his <laughs> last name was Mahoney. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was Irish. I'm not even 1% Irish. I actually don't enjoy the, like, Boston, Irish-Boston Catholic culture. It's not my thing. And the last thing I wanted was suddenly to have this Irish last name. Like, it would have made me feel sick yeah. inside to be, like, a completely different person suddenly. And, like, I like – I'm – I feel like a weird disloyalty to my family. It, it weirds me yeah, out when people I, change their name. I just don't – to me, it's like suddenly you're not yourself anymore. You are, yes. You, it, it is like, oh, now I'm my husband's. Person. And also – It's no, a little handmaid's tale. Let's guys. say you hated your last name. Your last name was, like – Dick fart. <laughs> Wait, you, is that your both? Is that your last dick fart? Is yeah, it's your whole okay, last name. Okay, sorry. And you wanted to now. Now let me be honest. I'm going to be very anti-feminist here. I'm going to tell you a deep, dark secret I had during my marriage. Let's oh say you hated gosh. your last name though, and you liked your husband's last name, yeah. and you're like, honestly, I'm just changing it. If I were a man, I do this. Like, what? I know some men have taken their wives' last names. Sometimes people think it is easier to have one name. Tammy Vernikoff, her old friend, she and her wife Tara. Mm-hmm. Um, Fitzgerald, they became Fitzcoff. See, I kind of like that. That was the cutest thing ever. I think that's great. Yeah. Now. Leave it to the lesbians. They the get lesbos, it right every time. Island of lesbos. I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> Do you know why I said that? Because in Poland, they were doing gay pride, and these women, um, there was like a big palm tree in the center of town, which is, you know, like a little meridian, mm-hmm. and they stood on it, and they put a sign that said Island of Lesbos. Oh, my God, that's amazing. It was very cute. That's awesome. Anywho, when I was married, I was like, I wasn't, I always knew I wasn't destined to be with this person. It was I shouldn't have gotten married. That's why you got married. Yeah, I shouldn't have. Now, part of me was like, I don't want to change my name. I'm not Irish. I'm not someone's property. I have a career, Jen Kirkman. But deep, <laughs> deep, deep, deep down, Uh-oh. I knew in my heart, yeah, but if I married David Bowie, I'll fucking change my last name right now so that everyone knows <sighs> I am David Bowie's fucking wife. I am David Bowie's wife. Me. Jen Bowie, you know, like, or whoever I have a crush on. <laughs> Jen, Jen Downey, Robert Downey Jr. Jen like, Downey Jr. Like, Can I would, just, and so it's like, that's not feminist. That's, just change your name to Jen Downey Jr. because <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of the guys here's I have crushes on have one name. Jen here's, Prince. Here's my thing. <laughs> Jen, formerly known as the artist. <laughs> I want to marry Benicio Del Toro. So my name can be Allison Castillo Del Toro, which Ooh. means Castle of the Bull. That's beautiful. That's kind of awesome, right? Yeah. So if it's like that, I mean, uh, but you're making a different point. You're saying you want people to know, like, you know. I'm this man's woman. Jen Prince. Yeah. I think that's okay to make an exception Jen. for David Bowie. <laughs> yeah. They're both dead. It doesn't well, matter. Well, at this point, it would be a little weird, <laughs> but okay. And also, like, Eve, like Jackie O. Like, that sounded so much better than Jackie Bouvier, or the fuck her old name was. Jackie oh, Kennedy, Jackie right. O. I like that she kept reinventing herself in a weird way. I mean, in a way, I think it's fun to keep changing your name. But like this woman saying, why not just fucking change your name right, all the time? Right, right, I might just change my name. Just do it. What's it going to be? Which one of these great names that we've talked well, about do you is know it going to be? Some people call me Jen K. Like, just... 
I, and, you and know, K A Y E. I would love that to be my last name, like Danny K. Like every kiss begins with K. Neighbor. Oh, I think you should go with your thing on the one name thing, like a prince, yeah. or an iman, or whoever, and you should just go by Kirksey. Just my two cents. I probably should. It's like something as dumb as that would now catapult welcome to the me to stage. Your Kirksey. Kirksey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know. Take a poll at I Seem Fun Podcast on Twitter. Not joking. No. Not like legally, but if I were to call myself just Kirksey on stage, would that be weird? <laughs> I think I know what's okay. going to happen with that one. Um, all right. Oh, this might be good because we were just talking about, I kind of like this D-list celebrity fling. I think it's funny. Okay. Um, it's probably like not even happening anymore because she. I remember she wrote this in a while ago. <laughs> I'm trying to find Um this person oh. is a loyal, I seem funner and very sweet person. So I do know her oh, personality because okay. I've met her a couple of times. Okay, gotcha. Um, and it's cracking me up because she starts with, so I have a tendency to overthink things. She, she's a fellow, um, like, anxiety overthinker kind of okay, type. Okay, gotcha. And I say fellow because I'm like that and mm-hmm. I mean to apply to you. Um, about six months ago, I became acquainted with someone who is known and very well respected in her specific industry, though she is not a household name. She is, okay. Twitter followers. Anyway, long story short, we started chatting on social media. I messaged about something to do with merchandise on her site. We quickly realized that we had a lot in common. She was the one doing most of the messaging at first, uh, asking me questions, getting to know me. She's closeted publicly for work reasons, and I was surprised when she felt comfortable enough to come out to me after just a few days of chatting. We soon began talking several times a week, often meaningful discussions about personal issues. She's been remarkably candid with me, though she's known for being a bit of a private person. It just turned into this nice thing where we can message each other about bullshit. At this point, it's clear that there's mutual interest. We met twice at events. There was crazy chemistry. We haven't openly discussed dating, but she recently said she's looking forward to getting to know me better once we live closer in July. Um... A, just a coincidence. So this woman has moved to the town that this woman lives in. All right. Well, and, will be. Yeah. Yeah. I think she actually, because she messaged me. Oh, it's already happened. She wrote a comment in one of my Instagram posts that was okay. like, I just moved to blank. Oh, okay. She used to live in New York. Um, okay. I'm not in a giant rush to get into a relationship, but I also don't want to fuck up what could end up being a good thing. Uh, I had no idea this would happen when I sent that first message, but I'm glad it did because basically she's a woman of my dreams. All right, well, pause on that. This woman just got out of a divorce too. That's I said be careful with this. Yeah. (laughs) The longer this goes on, the more I'm overthinking. I've known and worked with celebrities far more known than her, so it's not a starstruck thing. She obviously knows I like her work, um, but since our initial discussion was about merchandise, but I never know how much to say. Like one time she asked me where I was from and what growing up there was like, and I asked her the same, even though I knew full well where she was from because of interviews. I never want to present myself as inauthentic to her, but I feel like it would also be weird to potentially date someone who has learned a lot about you from Google. Um, at this point I stopped reading interviews that she does so I can learn about her from her, but I also don't want her to think I'm not interested in her life and career. You should support your friends and lovers career, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're overthinking. This is so, I mean, yes, you definitely are overthinking my, my lady. I guess my question is how would you feel if you started dating a guy who, who you knew admired your work, but also knew your birthday and other little things about you before you had just told him yourself, is that just the price of fame? Like, is this a thing that people in the public eye are used to? I mean, I obviously don't want to come off as creepy. Would you feel like you were dating some groupie if the guy you did, dated owned all your books and CDs? Not like obsessive gushing crazy, but someone who actively supports your work. Uh, help, I don't want to fan zone myself. First of all, who owns CDs anymore? Just a question off the top. Yeah. No one. We didn't, no one does that. I would um, just be freaked out if he had any CD. I think what's interesting is like, it's not the price of fame anymore to know things about people. It's just internet and social media. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could go on a first date with a non-famous person and go to their Facebook. And be like, I know everything about you yeah. already. So, and this woman, if she has 18,000 followers, she is in the public eye. She knows you know things about her. She's not stupid. And I also think some people, like, let's say it happened to me, and I don't consider myself famous, but I, I'm out and about. Yeah. <laughs> on the town. On the town. On I would street. obviously want someone to think I'm funny. Yeah. But I don't, I don't need it to go further than that. Like, they don't need to be at my shows, front row, or, you know, whatever. But if they're like, I've seen your stuff, I have, yeah, I did get your book. Like, I wouldn't distrust that that's why they're getting to know me. Um, I think I'd be able to pick up on it pretty fast after a few hangouts. Yeah. It's just sometimes people are fans of yours, it's how you find them. Yeah. Like, even just as I would feel a little more comfortable if they were also kind of in the same industry, maybe. Um, But that's where the only part that makes me go, well, this is kind of weird, is... You're, I believe that you authentically like her. It's not just because she's, you know, well-known. Right. 
but basically she's the woman of your dreams is built on how you, the you don't image really you, know yeah, her that you don't really know her. I, I know mean, you've met and there's chemistry right but, but that's not like that's your I mean that's a great romantic feeling to feel like oh this person is like yeah. the kind of person I want to be with the woman of my dreams but just like get to know her and I always say this you don't know if someone turned out to be your soulmate, you don't know if your life turned out to be good until you're 90 years old on your deathbed. And then you can go, well, I have all the evidence. God, do we have to wait that long? Yes. 90? <laughs> that was the woman of my dreams. <laughs> but you can't, be only because you're going to cause yourself pain if you go from here. Because now if you lose her in any way, you are going to be more devastated than if you just thought, this is a possibility. This is the type of right. person I like. Like, let this be information for you. Never mind all this mm-hmm. thinking and she's famous. You obviously are drawn to creative people, good singers, good values. The, so now you have more information. Like, I know you just got out of a marriage. and Because she had written an advice question that I didn't read the oh, last okay. one. She just got out of a marriage. It wasn't really the good match for her. She didn't realize she was in the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. So I know that excitement of like everyone after that seems like they're the person right. in your dreams. It's just like gather information. There's yes. many, many people that will be suited to you, whether they work out or not, but you're going to go, now she could be the woman of your dreams. Right. We're not going to know yet. Right. And believe me, I, I'm not saying this from like a condescending place. I have a tendency to do that myself. So that's why I'm saying yeah, me too. hang I'm, back a little yeah. bit and- we all want to feel that romance and excitement and like, of course we want that, but know that like, that's the fun, that's great and fun. But like, yes, there's more to it than that. You have to just get to know this person bit by bit. Yeah. And I think, um, there's nothing wrong with, if you know what you want, asking her out on a date and then you'll get your answer. If she says no, she says no. But the longer you get into Hanging out, talking about this, and you're falling for her and falling for her and creating a sense of longing. Some people have a weird mm. thing where they're just comfortable being in longing. So just get out of the yes. longing. I think I, I'm that person. I, I have that too. Oh, and another thing is... Get on a date. This whole question about like, how would you feel if people know things about you don't know? Like, this is the world we're in right now, mm-hmm. especially if you are a person who's putting yourself out there and you have any degree of fame. Um, and what... I don't think there's any harm in saying to her like... I just want to tell you, like, obviously I know some stuff about you and I feel kind of awkward about that and having a little conversation. Like she's, again, there's two people in this. You're not controlling things. You can't control things. You can't strategize around ways to do the right thing. Two people are in a relationship. So if she can't handle you saying like, "Ah, I feel a little weird because I know all this stuff about you and I don't want you to think I'm not interested because I really am. And then she'll be like, oh, no big deal. Or she'll be like, I totally, you know, like, yeah she's, she, two people, two people can't control it. And and I think that's a great point. It be your authentic self and say, I did read in the interview that you have a turtle collection. Like, but right. tell me about it from your point of view or whatever. Right. Cause there's a lot to talk about those turtles. <laughs> there probably is. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, mm. they move really slow. They got to do a lot of stuff along the way. Be a turtle in this situation with your heart. <laughs> Except be a turtle with your heart. Except don't have a hard shell on it. Oh my God. That's oh my brilliant. God. All right, let's get to... We are banging through these. I feel like I this one makes me laugh. I think oh, we can just blow through this one? one. Young folk told what to do oh by my older God. folk. Uh, this one... I, okay, yeah. I thought it was perfect because we're older ladies. Old, ladies old, of a certain older age. Older folk. Well, I have one thing to say about this. Go ahead. Okay. Hi, Jen. I'm a new I Seem Funner, and I love your sense of humor. Oh, thanks. <laughs> my question is, I have a coworker who's in their early 40s, and I am 27. She has to always remind me I'm young and I don't know anything about life. For example, I was on the phone and giving advice to a friend that she may need to take a look at her standards for a relationship with a guy she's dating. Nicole overheard this conversation and offered her advice when I got off the phone. She said, you shouldn't tell her that women need a man to take care of... No, you shouldn't tell her that women... She she's, said you... She, I think she wants... She said you should tell her. I think I that's, think that's yeah. yeah. She said you should tell her that women need a man to take care of the bills. Um while the women take care of the house. I said, that's not cool at all. Why can't she be the breadwinner? Nicole replies, you're young. Once you experience life, you'll understand. I just left the room. There is more example. This spelling on this email is atrocious. So you are young and don't know anything. You spelled experience, E-X-S-P-I-R-E-N-C-E. You spelled there, T-H-E-I-R. I can't take it, but I know you're probably just rushing, but I just need to point that out, that like you're not doing yourself any favors and being like, I know stuff. I love you. But seriously. Okay. Nicole replies, you're young. Once you experience life, you'll understand. I just left the room. There is more examples, but email is already too long. My questions are, why do older people feel the need to remind younger people that we're young? 
because you, I, what should I say to Nicole or should I say anything? My name is Jesse, by the way. Thanks to you and your friend for advice. It's truly appreciated. Jesse, Nicole. Now, now Jerome. <laughs> Come on. Thank you. Oh my God. I stepped on that so hard and that was so good. So good. Keep going. Sorry. And I, I really hope that some of you get that joke. Well, we're going to play them. Because it's so good. Uh, yeah, Nicole's kind of just an asshole. Um, and that's just bad advice from Nicole. I don't even think this has to do with an older person. No, it sounds like an asshole with yeah, outdated like, ideas. Uh, please don't think I'm older than Nicole, in fact. And I hope that I am not giving you that kind of shitty advice. Um, yeah, like this woman is like too, she's 40 is too young to to be thinking that way. Uh, a woman needs a man to take care of the bills and she takes care of the house. What is she, Amish? Like, no. <laughs> I'm sorry to insult the Amish. No, I'm not because the Amish are one of the two biggest puppy mill people in the world. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They have all the puppy mills. So <laughs> I didn't know that. I know. It's, it's shocking. Um, yeah. I think this is bad advice. I think this person is self-involved and most likely unhappy. Um, uh, you know. I mean, look, if someone wants a guy to pay the bills while they take care of the house, it's great. Me. But there's no rules. I know, except, oh. except I won't take care of the house. That's um, what I want. Bills yeah. paid, I, just, I do bills, nothing. no house. Um, see, here's the thing. If a, if, if an, Thank you. If an older person is giving you advice and talking about their personal experience, their perspective, they are on your side, and yeah. they have your best interest in mind, that's great. If they're telling you what you should do and saying, you'll see... That's bad. I hate that. You'll so see just shit. Um, get away from Nicole because she's no fun. And I also would say the reason that older people always tell younger people what to do is because sometimes we get annoyed seeing like, yeah, 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 we've been there. Like I always just say like when I see younger people popping around all excitable, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I've just had gravity right, on right. me for longer. Yeah. I'm slowing down. You're like, oh, I see a light in their eyes. It's what is that? Like, you're just like, I don't understand anymore. Well, there's something about young people, and I'm sorry to do this to this generation, but it happens after every show. Let's go get a drink. I'm like, I've drank for 25 yeah, years. No, they don't. Get it's it. not fun anymore. But I like to drink they, with my, they, they don't can't get it. understand. You but, have to go through. through but when it. I was their age, if an older person was like, yeah, that's not what I do, I'd feel so ashamed to be like, oh my God, I'm so dumb. They're older. Of course they know what they want. They're like, come on, it's fun. I'm like, no, not. And then they get sad, like, oh my God. I'm like, no, I've done all the. I always right. say, I've been all the ages. Like, now right. I I like to do this. Right. And if I'm going to get a drink, it's maybe my own terms. It's like if I show up and we go out. Exactly. Sorry, guys, but that's what's going to happen. Guys, look. Now I lost out. <laughs> I need to find the part where he goes, Jesse, and then now Jerome. Do you think it's in the middle? I can't remember. Yeah, it's got to be. Oh, here it is. Right? Morris Day in the time. Jesse, now Jerome. Is this the song that they do that in? Yeah. Right? And they kind of break it down. It would have to be in the middle. Damn it. All right, well, we're going to figure it out. You got a pretty cow. Jesse. The lyrics to Jungle Love. Ah! And then there's fast part. Woo! Jungle Love. Okay, here it is. Wait. Oh, it's at the end. It's towards the end. No, yeah. Okay. Here it is. Hang on. It's coming. Sit tight, guys. You're, it's coming. This could be good. This is a great podcast, huh? Come on. Almost, almost. almost. It only has 10 minutes left. No, I think it's here. Because I mean, the lyrics are, I think I want Girl, I need to show you. Okay. Uh, where is this part? Ah, there it is. Ah, ah. Okay, so that when I made that joke earlier, this is this is the joke. Thank you. Okay, if that doesn't if that doesn't make you feel some kind of like extreme happiness, then you need to run out. Run out and buy this song. You need to put this on your iTunes. This song is so good. Like and anyone Prince, buys anything. Prince always had more stay in the time play with him. Oh, God, they're so good. Uh, childhood friend and collaborator, bitches. Okay. <laughs> Has anyone heard the new Jack White album? It's kind of crazy. It's it's a little bit crazy, and in, in, I don't even know what I mean by industrial, but I just want to play 
There's this one song I love, and the last minute of it is annoying, but I love the first 10 minutes of it, and I know that this is suddenly going off the rails, and we're, that's okay. Um, because this is but what I seem fun is, like is all about. like five minutes yesterday talking about what songs we sing in voice lessons. Uh, that is true. So this new song called Corporation, I just love it. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Unexpected. It's hot stuff. (laughs) It's like if the there's this then there's this bongo part. So So it's like Cashmere Stage Band meets the bongo drum solo from Moby Dick by Zeppelin. That's what this song is. Wow. Anyway, so everyone get the song Corporation by Jack White. That's your little recommendation from Aunt Jen. Then at the end, it just sounds like a Kanye West tweet. He's like, let's start a corporation. Who's with me? And it's just like, it's weird. That's hilarious. Um, all right. Sorry. I don't know. I just, I'm feeling the music today. Sometimes, Jen. <sighs> yes. Just feeling the music can make you feel better. And I really want to put that out to all our advice askers. <laughs> Do you know there is something to be said for... You've got the music in you. I'm a podcast person. I always have something to podcast on, political or whatever. And then every once in a while, I'm like, why do I put music up in here? And it actually... Up in here? Yeah. It makes my soul feel better for like... The, it's, it's so... Yeah. It's so course, That's what we use it for. Up in here. I know that song is wildly homophobic, but God, I it love... It Yeah, some of the lyrics, they say like the F word and stuff, but that song, y'all are going to make me lose my mind. Up in here. Up in here. Y'all going to make me act the fool. Up in here. Up in where? Up in here. It's so good, but I've start. I've taken... I always say on this podcast, up in here, um, and I hope everyone can forgive me. Okay. <laughs> Communication with a friend is forced. Oh. I thought you might like this one, because you're good at like... Am I? I don't know. Or am I? Because I feel like you had said to me, there seems to be a theme with all my listeners in their questions about, There's, it's about the way they communicate. They have questions about, like, every, everyone has slightly similar. I've seen some themes this time around. It's because all the questions from the same person. <laughs> no. I mean, well, it's, it's interesting. It's been interesting. Um, hi, Jen Allison. In the past few months, communication with my best friend of 18 years has felt forced. We just aren't clicking, connecting, and I'm not sure what to do. We both make an effort to talk and to see each other, but recently it feels like too much work. In the last three years, her life has drastically changed. She married a wonderful man with two children from a previous marriage. They also now have two children of their own, two babies under two years old. At any given time, they have between two to four kids in the house. This is where I drop out the friendship. Well, this is where nice I'm like, you. your friend is there are alarms going off. The ship is going down. Your friend is in hell right now. I would just find a new friend. Anyway, sounds like too much for me. We are living very different lives and want different things. These differences aren't surprising or shocking, though. She has always wanted a very large family, and I didn't want children. No matter what, when the person has kids, you have to go into their life. They can never go back into yours. So I... I as starry-eyed girls, we talked about the lives we want, and now we are here, and we are living them. She's a stay-at-home mom. I love my career, and I work between 40 and 55 hours a week. We've gone through rough patches before, like boyfriends the other disapproved of, attending universities in different states, and just typical friend disagreements. I'm happy for her and her life. I love her kids. Blah, blah. She's the godmother. Okay, great. Since she had her second baby, talking on the phone is the most painful. She's genuinely trying to listen to me, but I'm competing with two to four kids in the background. I hate that. How's your life been going? Hang on. Susan! Susan, get off there. No, I'm sorry. What is it now? You're... Oh, so you're, oh, you're thinking worst. of Odin. Hang on. So Michael! You just... Oh, okay. Um, you're living in a box by the freeway. I'm so sorry. I have to go... <laughs> Um, there are times that I will refer to a conversation or topic we discussed a few days prior and she doesn't recall anything. Oh my God, that happens with my friends with kids all the time. Baby brain, baby brain. I hate baby brain. Yeah. I know she has her hands full. She is busy. But so, you know, you know, your baby brain, make notes, write down notes. But also it's just, you have four kids and you're like, literally have no, any brain left. I think like there's no room for anything in there. She says she's busy, but so am I. Any advice on weathering the rough patch? I feel like you just have to disengage, not expect anything of her. And just like, it's just going to be a period where the friendship's Mm going to be less intense and less connected. I I think that this is like, I hate your friend for having all these kids, (laughs) but like, I can't deal. But I think this is a great email because you obviously care a lot about your friend. You've been through rough patches before you have weathered them. And I think that's a really good sign for you guys. Um, and I do think though, the kids, no kids thing is a really, like you're saying, it can be very hard and, Mm -hmm. Part of 
part of what is really informative about it is how your friends with the kids deal with it. Because I have um, someone that, a friend who has kids who are like, I don't like hanging out with them. Mm -hmm. I have another friend who has a kid who I love being with the two of them Mm. because of the different way in which they relate to their children. Um, Yeah. But the other suggestion I just had is, is there any way you guys can just make a date for just the two of you, like get the childcare, get the husband, take care of the kids one night and you guys just go out because honestly, that is the only way you guys are going to have like real conversation Mm -hmm. Any kind of fun. And then just to make sure she's just as into the friendship as you. I mean, I'm sure she is. But yeah, if you can ask her, like, do you have one hour, just one hour to get coffee with me, like take her out of there. And then if you do decide to go over and visit the kids, just know that's not when you're going to get your conversational needs met. So that's just going to be for you to be around her and play with the kid. I've always hated that stuff because nobody ever comes into my life and plays with my job. And I'm allowed to just ignore them while I'm working. Like, I hate it. I hate this question. I hate it all. I don't think people who have kids and don't have kids should be friends. It's a disaster. Oh, my God. I, so everyone no, I know listen, with kids. I have a great friend. My friend Megan. Shout out to Megan. She's amazing. Like, her kid is... I First of all, I really like her kid. But she's also just one of those parents. Like, she shuts her kid down when her kid... Like, she's a very good parent. And she has boundaries. Okay. Which a lot of parents don't. Yes, and I think that's the problem. But, like, I went back to New York over the holidays, and we had planned to get lunch, and I was fully expecting it to be the two of them. And she's like, oh, no, I got I got a sitter because Ugh. I just want us to hang out, which I think is just incredibly generous and thoughtful of a yes. person with a child to say, like, oh, and it, it's not just that. She also just wants to have her time. Yes. You know, she just wanted the two of us to have our lunch together. And I – the what okay, I know I don't have kids, and I, probably people are going to get mad at me for this, but the one thing I do not understand is – Childcare, like you can get a babysitter. Right, it's still something you can do. And there's teenagers you can pay four cents to. You have the money, so, or your husband can. And watch I them. understand. Like I don't even want somebody to sit my dog. I get it. Everybody's worried, and it's your child, and I totally get it. But at a certain age, yeah, you can say, "Hey, I'd really like to see my friend now. Mm-hmm. Why don't I leave the kid at home?" My friend Natasha, not your dog. I saw her yesterday. We did a podcast together, Natasha Legere, everyone. I was on the Great. podcast who chatted. Yeah. She's a lovely lady. She just had a baby. Yes. And I said, I feel so Mazel bad. Tov. I haven't, like, you know, we're friends. We're like best friends. I was like, I haven't, like, talked to you about your baby. Like, I feel terrible. I've been in New York. But... And she's like, oh, well, we should hang out. I'm like, yeah, I want to come meet the baby. She goes, oh, I want to go out. Like, I love talking to you. I want to get a drink. She's, right. She's like, I've been able to drink since I had the baby. But I'm like, no, but I want to meet the baby. She's like, you really don't have to meet the fucking baby. Like, <laughs> She's like, I mean, you can if you want, but then also, can we do something? And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, it's really important for me. Like, I cannot be all caught up in the baby. And Tammy, who was on my podcast once, she, I've tried to meet their kid, and they're like, Jen, please, just stop. Like, just, we're going to put him to bed, and you'll come over for wine. There's some people I know who are just like, we don't need you to get involved. Right. Like, not me specifically, but other Any, people. Yeah. Like, maybe other people with kid, but, and then there's some people I know who are like, you know, whatever. All right. Well, we went over time. Oh. Um, well, no, we didn't, but now we were stopping. Now we're stopping. I am, that question made me jump out of my skin. You can see I'm physically <laughs> uncomfortable. I started standing and like stretching yeah, my legs like, during it. She's ready to start punching I'm, a microphone right I'm now. uncomfortable. I'm clearly uncomfortable. Okay. Well, I love you. This has been great. When I come yeah. back from New York, we'll do more. Can't wait. Um, until next week, have fun. <laughs>